Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head matchups, and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds, and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. Okay, taking a look at Darlington this week, the featured matchups go like this. We've got a battle of the Austins, Austin Sindrick in the two car versus Austin Dillon in the three car. We've got Chase Elliott in the 9 car versus Denny Hamlin in the 11 car. The 18 car of Kyle Busch versus the 5 car of Kyle Larson. There's another battle of the Kyles there. And last but not least, you've got the 4 car of Kevin Harvick versus the 8 car of Tyler Reddick. All right, back to the top. Taking a look at the 2 car Austin Sindrick versus the 3 car of Austin Dillon, here's how it shapes up. Now, with the lack of cup data, I'll be using the career stats, which include Xfinity data for six races and one cup race for Austin Sindrick, and it's pretty much the opposite for Dylan. He's got 12 cup races and I think one Xfinity balled up in here. So taking a look at Austin Sindrick, he's got seven races, 28.57% of those are top five runs, with two top fives out of seven races, and three top tens puts him at a 42.86. Austin Dillon... He's got 13 races, two top fives, and five top tens. Those top fives amount to 15.38%, and the top 10 is 38.46%. Again, this isn't really a fair matchup because of the difference between the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series, but it's giving us an idea of how well these guys run here. Now, Austin led those two categories. Again, this is Xfinity stats. Austin Sindrick, he's got two DNFs. Austin Dillon has none. That's 13 races with zero DNS, so I kind of like that. Laps led, Austin Sindrick has 35. Austin Dillon has none. Looking at their average finishes, Austin Sindrick has a 17.3, and Austin Dillon leads with a 13.2. Neither driver has won at this track. So today I'm using Auto Club, Homestead, and Dover for comparisons due to tire wear at these tracks. And I will give you this season's Darlington Auto Club and Dover and uh, last season we've got uh, Homestead. But since Cindric doesn't have anything at Homestead, we'll just do with what we have. So Cindric's finish at Darlington was P18 with a driver rating of 66.2 and at Darlington Dylan finished P9 with a driver rating of 62.5. So Dylan has a better finish position but a worse driver rating. Cindric's was better there so they kind of tie that one. Looking at Auto Club, their finishes this season has Cindric with a P12 and Dylan, he got a second place finish over there. So Dylan leads that one. And their driver ratings at Auto Club has Cindric with a 94.3 and Dylan with an 82.9. So Cindric had a better driver rating, but he just didn't get the finish he was looking for. Looking into the spring race at Dover, Cindric, he finished in P36. Rough day for him. Dylan, he finished in P23. Their driver ratings, again, it's a flip-flop. Dylan had a better finish position, but a worse driver rating. His driver rating was a 44. Cindric's is a 46.9. 
pretty close. But Cindric's was better there. But as Cindric is a rookie, there is not much more data to support him. And this is pretty cut and dry for these two guys. The lack of data for the rookie has me leaning towards the veteran driver of the three car, especially with the momentum of last week's win. And in the spring, they managed a top 10 finish after two pit penalties. So practice and qualifying will be the ultimate decider on which driver I stick in. But for now, I'm going with Austin Dillon, the three car, Rowdy's pick. Moving on to the second featured matchup, the nine car Chase Elliott versus the 11 car Denny Hamlin. Chase Elliott has 11 races to Denny Hamlin's 20. Elliott, he finishes 27.27% in the top five. Hamlin finishes 55% in the top five. Elliott finishes 45.45% of his races in the top 10. Not bad, but Denny trumps him there with 15 top 10s out of those 20 races. That is 75% top 10 finish rate. Looking at their DNFs, Chase, he's got three. That's a 27% chance at a DNF for him. Denny still has none. So far, Denny's leading across the board. Laps led has Chase with 151. He leads 13.73 per race. Denny Hamlin has a gang of laps, 786, leading 39.3 per race. So it shows Denny does know how to get to the front and lead those laps. Actually, both of them, but Denny more so. Figuring if you double Chase's races and you double his laps led, he doesn't even get half of what Denny Hamlin has there on the laps led. Okay, moving on to the average finishes. Chase finishes in 13.2. Denny's average finish, 7.8. So far, this is a no-brainer. Looking at the wins, Chase still has no wins at this track. And Denny, he's got two wins at the Lady in Black. Looking at Darlington in the spring, Chase, he finished in P5 with a driver rating 88.3, which trumps Denny, who finished P21 and a driver rating of 83.7. So Elliott wins that one. Auto Club, back in California, Elliott finished P26 with a driver rating of 67.5. And Denny trumps him on this one by finishing 15th and with a driver rating of 89.8. Going back to Homestead last fall, Chase, he finished in the 14th position with a driver rating of 80.4. And Denny, he had a P11 with a driver rating of 81.7 at Homestead. So he wins both of those categories. At Dover in the spring race, Chase, he came home with the trophy and a driver rating of 132.8. That beats Denny who finished in 21st with a driver rating of 86.2. I think at Darlington, though, the 11 team is better overall. My only concern in going with the 11 car is mistakes on pit road. If they can take care of those mistakes, they got this one licked. So for now, the numbers show Denny Hamlin as the superior driver here at Darlington. Rowdy's going that direction. Denny Hamlin, Rowdy's pick. Okay, third featured matchup for this week. The 18 car of Kyle Busch versus the 5 car of Kyle Larson. The Battle of the Kyles. Kyle Busch, he's got 21 races run. Kyle Larson has 9. Busch, he finishes top 5 in 28.6% of the races. Kyle Larson, he finishes in the top 5 55.56% of the time. Busch finishes 61.9% in the top 10 Kyle Larson beats him again with 77.78% top 10 finishes. That being seven of nine. 
to Kyle's 13 of 21 races. So far, Kyle Larson's sweeping the board DNFs. Kyle Busch has two. That's a 10% chance at a DNF for him. Kyle Larson has one. That equates to a 11% chance. Laps led. Kyle Busch has 744 laps led. That's 35.43 laps led per race. Again, in 21 races. Looking at Kyle Larson's nine races, he's led 686 laps. That is a 76.22 laps led per race. Again, Kyle Larson sweeping the board here. The average finish has Kyle Busch listed at 13 and Kyle Larson listed at 8.9. Again, Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch, he does have a win. This is the only thing he has above Kyle Larson. Kyle still hasn't gotten his win here at Darlington. So looking back at the spring race, Kyle Busch, he finished in P33 with a driver rating of 93.7. Larson, he finished the spring race in 36th with a driver rating of 64.9. Now I've got some more stats below here for, regarding that, but that goes to Busch. At Auto Club, Kyle Busch finished P14 with a driver rating of 59. And Kyle Larson, he finished in first with a driver rating of 116.3. Again, this goes towards Kyle Larson. Looking at Dover in the spring, Bush finished in P7 with a driver rating of 120.7. Not bad. Larson, he finished in P6 with a driver rating of 99.6. So Bush, he has a better driver rating. Larson, he had a better finish. Now looking back at Darlington, Larson, he has never finished outside of the top 15 prior to this spring's race, which was a P36, as I said earlier, due to an engine failure. Prior to that finish, his finishes in four consecutive races were third, second, second, and second. I see a win on the horizon for Kyle Larson. Rowdy's pick, Kyle Larson. And looking at your final featured matchup for this week, the four car of Kevin Harvick versus the eight car of Tyler Reddick. This, for me, has clearly been the toughest one of the week. Let's look at the numbers. Kevin Harvick has 29 races to Tyler Reddick's six races. Kevin, he finishes in the top five 44.83% of the time. Tyler Reddick, he's got one top five in those six races. He finishes 16.67 of his races in the top five. That's one of six. And top tens. Kevin Harvick, he leads the category again with a 62.07% top 10 average to Tyler Reddick's 33.33 top 10 average, putting Kevin Harvick in the top 10, 18 out of those 29 races, Reddick two out of those six. Harvick does have a DNF, but that is only a 3% chance where Reddick has none. Looking at the laps led picture, Kevin Harvick has 813 laps led in 29 races, that equals 28 0.03 laps led per race. Tyler Reddick, he's got 12 laps led. That's two per race. So far across the board, we're looking at Kevin Harvick, who's got an average finish of 12.1 to Reddick's 12.5. Pretty close there. Harvick edges him out here with three wins. Reddick still has yet to win at the track. He pushed pretty hard at the spring race, though. Speaking of which, Darlington's spring race had Harvick finishing in P4 with a driver rating of 84.1, and Reddick... He beats out Harvick with a P2 and a driver rating of 106.4. Like I said, he had a pretty good day there. Auto Club, Harvick finished P7 with a driver rating of 64.7. And Tyler Reddick finished 24th with a driver rating of 120.6. So 
Harvick had a better finish, but his loop data doesn't help him any there. Reddick wins the loop data category with that driver rating. So that's kind of a wash there. Now looking at Homestead. Last season, Kevin Harvick, he had a P5 finish with a driver rating of 103. Reddick had a finish of second place with a driver rating of 86.3. So Reddick has a better finish, but Harvick, he has a better driver rating at Homestead for that last race. Again, there's a wash. And looking at Dover in the spring, Kevin Harvick finished P9 with a driver rating of 90.6, and that beats out Reddick. In Dover, he finished in 30th with a driver rating of 43.4. So, looks to me like Kevin Harvick has a little more green across the board here. Just to note, now that I've seen that three cars made the playoffs, I can see Richard Childress probably putting more resources into that car. It's no secret how he feels about Reddick at this juncture. And with Harvick's 13 top 10 finishes in a row, I am penciling Harvick in until I see some practice. Rowdy's pick, Kevin Harvick. Okay, before we move on to the sports book, we need to take a look at Rowdy Dragon's average here. We've got a total of 12 podcasts done so far. And last week, with a 50% average, that dropped me down to 65% from 67. Not bad. See if we can't bring it up again this week. Daytona is such a hard track to predict, so I expected less than even 25% on that track. So 50% to me is good, especially considering what happened over the weekend. Okay, now let's take a look at the casinos. And they've got Kyle Larson listed on the top this week. He's sitting at plus 600. That is 621. You can find him at BetMGM, FanDuel, and DraftKings. They have Denny listed next at plus 700. That is 721 at BetMGM and BetRivers. Next, you've got Chase Elliott at plus 800. You can get him over at BetMGM and BetRivers. Tyler Reddick is next. He's listed at 8.5 to 1, that's plus 8.50 at Caesars and Bet Rivers. Next, you've got Kyle Busch, listed at 9 to 1 at BetMGM and DraftKings. Ross Chastain is your next driver. He's listed plus 1,000. 10 to 1 for him. You can find him over at Caesars and Bet Rivers. Joey Logano, also 10 to 1. DraftKings, Caesars, and Bet Rivers have him listed for plus 1,000. Next, you have a non playoff driver in Martin Trex Jr. Plus 1100, that's 11 to 1 on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Bet Rivers. Moving on down to the next driver, Kevin Harvick. He's listed at 17 to 1 on DraftKings only. And the last driver we'll look at in the top 10 here, William Byron. Willie B. He's listed at 18 to 1, that's plus 1800 only at DraftKings currently. Lock those picks in early before you start losing out on some of the values. Okay, taking a look at some long shots. There's not too many long shot drivers that are of any real value this weekend coming up, but looking at a couple of drivers that should be able to pull top tens, we're looking at Eric Jones. He's my first long shot driver listed. He ran the entire race in the top 15 in the spring race until he got caught up in a wreck not of his doing and finished with a 10.4 average running position. And while driving for Gibbs, Jones finished top 10 every run at the Lady in Black. He has three top five finishes and four top 10 in seven races. One of his two DNFs was a blown motor while running for Richard Petty Motorsports. So I like his odds. He is listed at 70 to one to win. That's a plus 7,000. And uh, going for a top 10, that's a plus 150. Not a bad bet right there. Try to lock him in for that. 
And your next driver is a long shot for sure, Ricky Stenhouse. He had a decent run here early in the spring season, bringing home his first top 10 back at the track. If he can duplicate his efforts, it could be worth a bet. He's listed at 125 to 1 for an outright win, and a top 10 finish, you can find him for 200 to 1. And looking at the win for the week, for the win, I've got to go with Joey Logano in that 22 car. He ran quite well last spring, an average running position of 2.4. He dominated the loop data pretty much across the board. He has been running well late in the season, and I'm looking for him to make a statement to start the playoffs. He could get back-to-back -back wins at the track too tough to tame. So Rowdy's looking for the 22 car of Joey Logano to win. And that's how Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook shapes up for this week. If you need help with your fantasy live picks to supplement what we're doing here, come on over to thefinallap.com, click on that Final Lap Weekly podcast tab and have a listen over there. The guys are breaking down the weekly, looking ahead to the weekend's race, and of course you've got Rowdy Dragon there making some picks for NASCAR Fantasy Live. In fact, I don't see very many people out here helping with that particular game, so come on over and check that out. It's a good listen. All right, folks, so thanks for coming over and taking the time to listen to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I will be back again to give you some of this good stuff once again next week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then.